Oh, would you look at that? A UFO. Matt. Matt! That's seven for me. Hmm. He's been sleeping since rapid. It's about eleven o'clock now, and if it weren't for classic road games like counting UFOs, I'd be eating my own eyeballs just to see how they taste. But really, that's a good one. I'll try to talk to it with my mind. Ask it to turn green. Look! There it goes. Green. Uh, maybe there's something on the radio. Even when they're playing music, all I hear is the static drone of the fallen angels weeping in my mind. Ah, it's a pity. I used to enjoy music before my heart died. Sometimes I wonder if the trade was worth it, when I still haven't advanced in the occult arts as far as I would have expected for such a Faustian bargain. Well, at least the drone of the fallen ones resembles music. Emo music, so there's that. I suppose I could record a story to appease the desolator while I'm driving. What else have I to do except stare into the solipsistic gaze of my Vanta Black heart? Oh, look at the UFO. It's just hanging over Devil's Tower out there like a scene from a movie. It's gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Oh, it flashed a thank you. Whoa. It's bathing us in a weird blue light. Oh. Oh no. I think I know where this goes. Noah fisted the moaning ghost. He drew out an almond joy. Here, he said to Emma. She took it and put it in her bucket. Do you like women with big boobs? Emma wondered. It was a question that did not require much reflection, so Noah did not hesitate to say, Yes, absolutely. Do you know, Emma began, as they walked down the sidewalk in the cool evening, the skeletal tree branches swaying and shedding their last autumn leaves, as they eyed over the porch lights lining the black cul-de-sac. That skinny girls don't usually have big breasts because boobs are made of fat? Noah looked at Emma's face. She was looking at the porch of the house they were passing. Before Noah could answer, she said, Let's hit this one. Okay, Noah said. Hit him hard, hit him fast, Emma said. Hit him so hard we get him pregnant, she added as they walked up the sidewalk to the porch. Noah knocked on the door. Both kids stared at the scarecrow in the patio chair in silence while they waited. A dollar says this house gives us apples, Emma muttered as she flicked the scarecrow's bow tie. The scarecrow leapt to life and was on his feet, holding out a pail of candy. Emma screamed, Motherfucker! Noah considered it lucky. He had already voided his bladder. The scarecrow was laughing, but also trying to sound authoritative. That is not proper language for a young lady. Take one, and only one, or I'll be haunting your dreams later. Bitch, I'm not a lady, I'm a feminist, she told the scarecrow with dry irony. And thank you. And what does Spider-Man want, he said, offering his pail to Noah. I'm not Spider-Man, he said for the last time before he started killing grown-ups. Oh, the scarecrow said. 
I'm Deadpool, Noah explained. And what are you dressed as, little feminist? I am literally a feminist, and I find your condescending tone problematic. <laughs> Scary, right? Oh, he said, eyeing Emma over in her tank top and blue wig and pink pussycat hat, and trying to gauge whether this fifth grader was condescendingly mocking him. I don't think feminists are scary, he said after a long hesitation, and in a voice that adults take on when they believe they are having a teaching moment with a child. You will, Emma said. When female leadership and designer babies make men entirely obsolete in society, the future is female. Boo. They left the house and continued down the street toward the next beckoning porch light. I have small boobs, Emma told Noah. You're ten, he said. Still, look at my mom. Your mom is hot. That is so fucking wrong, she said. You know what I mean. Then why can't she hold on to men for more than a week, she asked. If she wasn't hot, she wouldn't have had five boyfriends this month. Noah said. Emma growled. Don't make my mother's sex life sound so romantic. You started it, Noah said with a sheepish shrug. I wish guys looked at me like they look at her, she said after a pause. Those guys are douchebags, Noah observed. Women don't like nice guys, Noah, she said. Well, I'll take that under advisement, he said. Let's hit this one. Emma led the way into the driveway. Get him pregnant, Noah muttered. With twins, Emma said, and that's not how you say it. You see the Jesus sticker on the car? She went on. I bet these assholes are giving out celery. No, that'll be the next house. Mrs. Paulson does CrossFit, Noah explained. Somewhere in the neighborhood, they heard the sound of glass breaking. They turned and listened. Then they searched each other's faces. What was that? Emma asked Noah. Noah shrugged. Probably just a mugging, not our problem, he said. Downtown, muted by distance, a police siren piped up. They did not pay it any mind. Noah knocked on the door. You knock like a pussy, Emma said and knocked more loudly. Said the girl in the pussy hat, he muttered. Hey, she scolded. My pussy hat demands respect. The door opened. Hello, the woman chimed, eyeing over the kids and then shooting glances out into the dark street. Where are your parents? Are You kids aren't walking alone, are you? They're parked at the end of the street, Emma lied. Oh, I see, the woman said, picking up a clear salad bowl of assorted fun-sized candy bars from the small table that was by the door. She was a blonde white woman in blonde white woman clothes in a blonde white woman house. Well, take what you like, she said. Thanks, Emma said, taking an almond joy. Thank you, Noah said, taking a Kit Kat. As they left the driveway, Emma said, Hmm, there are a lot of sirens now. I wonder what's going on, Noah said. Please be the zombie apocalypse, Emma said, showing Noah her crossed fingers. Do you have any brains, Noah asked, pointing into the brown bag she was using for her candy. I'll eat them if you don't want them. They continued up the street. Behind them, a black SUV pulled up and some other trick-or-treaters disembarked. 
A Spider-Man, a Ray from Star Wars, and a Bumblebee from Transformers. Look at those basic dopes, Emma muttered. The wind gusted and then died to stillness just as suddenly. Downtown, the sirens blared and other varied commotions seemed to have picked up as well. The dead leaves that the wind had scattered rattled to a stop on the street and sidewalk. Against a low, full moon made larger by how low it loomed over the rooftops, the naked branches of a cottonwood, like the knobby phalanges of a corpse's hand, swayed slightly and seemed to grasp at nothing in the empty air. Do you want to hit this one? Noah asked Emma, nodding his head at the Paulsons, whose lit porch waited, inviting. A lone cedar stood straight as a knife blade in the midst of some landscaping in the front yard, over a Halloween lawn decoration of a dancing skeleton. Might as well try, even if we only get celery. We could at least throw it at the dorks coming up the street behind us, Emma said. They walked up the sidewalk. Emma asked suddenly, Do you think my mom's a whore? Only if you think my dad's trailer trash, he answered. She hesitated and then said despondently, under her breath, Your dad is trailer trash. Noah knocked, and Emma pounded the door after him for good measure. They waited quietly. Again they became aware of the continuous sound of sirens. She brings home douchebags, Emma said, and then complains that no one is good enough for her. There was this mechanic from the oil change place who didn't put on a shirt the whole week he was in our house eating my chocolate Lucky Charms. Douchebag, Noah muttered. Yes! So it's like he's good enough to stick his winger in you, but not good enough to... The door opened. Mr. Polson, clean-cut and also a CrossFit nut, stared down at them. Trick-or-treat, both kids shouted. He gave them nature's valley bars without a word and closed the door. Do you think... Emma began again, leaving the driveway. Men will want to do that with their doinkers with me. Noah didn't know what to say to that. Do you like nerds, he asked. Women don't like nerds or nice guys, she said. No, I mean like nerds candy. I have some here and they're fucking dumb. Oh, yeah, hit me with them. They went into the next yard, passing an old cottonwood. Ow! Emma yelled. What? Noah muttered, turning back to her. I just ran into the stupid tree. Asshole tree. She kicked its trunk. Like it just reached out and bitch slapped me. Well, it must have heard you being a bitch, Noah offered. Emma slugged him in the shoulder. When the door opened at that house, there was no candy. There was a twenty-something youth pastor in a trendy plaid shirt and fitted pre-worn jeans who handed them a pamphlet about Jesus and told them that Halloween was of the devil, and superheroes too. However, Jesus was a feminist, so it was wrong to mock them. Shrick it is, then, Emma muttered. Jesus was hung on a tree for your sins, the youth pastor declared. Is this how you think? Uh, uh? The pastor grew a protuberance in his chest. The kids stared at it perplexedly. The pastor stared at it perplexedly, jaw cocked off-center and half agape. The red flannel of his shirt started to look wet. Noah was about to say this was the best Halloween trick ever when the youth pastor choked on a wretched scream and died, but did not fall. He hung mysteriously, his cozy slippers inches off the floor. Emma began to scream. 
A button popped off of the pastor's shirt, and something like a branch emerged, dripping blood onto the beige carpet, as behind him a tendrilled shadow rustled. Brown, dirty tentacles gripped the youth pastor and slammed him into the floor. Now they could see clearly what had been behind him. The back sliding door stood open, and in the living room, there was a tree. There was a fucking tree that had tangled the youth pastor in its roots and stood itself up in the middle of the living room, with its branches tickling the lofted ceiling. Before long, the kids were running down the jogging path that followed the ravine and would take them back toward their neighborhood down by the creek. Noah kept shouting over and over, What the fuck happened? But Emma, ahead of him and outrunning him, did not answer. In the windless night, the branches of the willows and Russian olives that lined the ravine danced slowly. Suddenly, Emma stopped, frozen, dead cold, and Noah quickly caught up to her. Do you see that? Do you see that? Ahead of them, lit by the moon, something like a long, bony squid with misshapen stiff tentacles, and a secondary octopus for a face loped onto the path. It was worse than anything Noah had ever seen. It reminded him of a giant dead spider he had seen once, with its angular, clutching legs frozen in the asymmetric disarray of rigor mortis. What the fuck is that? Noah shouted. Shh, Emma whispered urgently. It's a fucking tree. It's walking on its fucking branches. Emma's voice became panicked. Go back. Run, run, run. Ditch the candy. The tree was skittering after them. They could hear the branches scraping against the concrete and a dry creaking sound. All around them, as they sprinted back up the path, the trees began pushing off from the earth with their low branches, pulling their root-dangling and dirt-clawed dripping faces out from the ground. Elsewhere, there was screaming and crashing, and the sirens continued to blare. When they reached the street at the top of the hill, Emma dashed to the right. Where are you going? Noah called after her. My nana lives over there, she called back. Noah ran after her. They crossed the bridge and rejoined the sidewalks of that neighborhood where they had trick-or-treated, running now for life beneath the hovering street lamps. A poplar was breaking in the windows of the apartment on their right. There was the sound of a car wreck up the perpendicular street to the left. Emma was pulling ahead of Noah. She glanced over her shoulder and saw that stupid run she had always seen him run all flailing hands and bumbling clown feet, which had been so, so funny for football or for tag. But now it was full of the horror of futility, of mortality. Behind Noah, branched shapes thrashed, knobby, asymmetric silhouettes, a mess of limbs, many of them, rushing up the street like a river of sticks. Run, she screamed. Emma waited for Noah to catch up and took him by the hand. She tried pulling him along with her. It only made her as slow as he had been. She turned to him, screaming insults that just flowed out of her automatically, with the terror, not because she hated him, but because... A root wrapped noose-like around Noah's neck, making his whites bulge like Rodney Dangerfield. Emma shrieked as his arms were torn from her grip, and he gasped, with those comically enlarged eyes pointed at her an image that would recur in countless nightmares to come. I would stick my wiener in you. It happened so fast that Emma missed the order of operations. Whether the arm came off first or the head, 
But soon the mob of trees had divided Noah between them, and were munching hunks of him, mashing him in their roots, devouring him. Emma, spared by the trees' savoring of their Noah morsels, stumbled down the sidewalk backwards, trying to look away. Soon Emma sprinted again, and began to cry as she listened to the sounds of branches whipping in the air, and scraping on the asphalt, the windows breaking through town, and the screams. Emma came down the hill toward the creek where her grandmother lived. A speeding Subaru almost hit her as she huffed it through the street toward the parking lot, shaking, slowing, and about to collapse from shock as much as shortness of breath. The lights of the apartment tower flickered. Emma slowed to a stop and wiped the snot from her nose with her sleeve. In the flash of the failing electricity, she saw a tangled network of roots webbing the building, busted out windows, and the top branches of an aspen tree emerging from each apartment. The whole complex was wrapped in trees. Her eyes drifted down to the lawn where the sign said, Aspen Grove Senior Living. Almost home. What time is it? 3 a.m.? Where did the time go? I don't remember the last... four hours. The last thing I remember. It was something weird. But that is most of my thoughts. What was it? A light. Lights. There are lights in the sky, like in a movie. Something about mashed potatoes. Why does the inside of my face smell like burning cardboard? Hmm, mashed potatoes. I did miss out on night breakfast tonight. Ah, shoot, I have a bloody nose. Matt, we're passing you cross. Matt? Huh, his shirt is inside out. That's weird. Oh, I got a message. I don't recognize the number. It says... Hit us up again sometime, cutie? What? Wait. What is that bright light in the sky that looks suspiciously like Venus or swamp gas? Did it just... Did it... Did it just wink at me? Monster Porn Podcast is a production of Warped Box Media. Today's story was Trees by me, Brett Norwood. Music, also by me. Everything else, aliens.
Hey all, Brett here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Monster Porn. If you like what you hear, first, what is wrong with you? And second, subscribe to stay on top of our regular episodes, which come out every other Monday. Rate and review us on iTunes, it only takes a minute. Big news, we're now officially open to fiction submissions, starting with weird works up to 3,500 words in length for future bonus episodes. Do you have what it takes to become a monster pornographer? Let us see what you've got. Check our website, monsterpornpodcast.com forward slash submissions for guidelines, and email your work to info at monsterpornpodcast.com. We'll see you next time. Be that with the natural eyes or the unnatural. Until then, here's a great big slimy tentacle hug. Stay weird, and Godspeed, strange cowboy. Strange cowboy.